I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. Y'all better grab your extra large popcorn. We are in the thick of things with great films. I am open and positive. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Let's throw okay. on these boxer gloves. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Movie to Me, a weekly podcast where we do a deep dive on a new release that's just hit theaters or streaming. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. And we are quite far along on the road to the Oscars. The 96th Annual Academy Awards are coming up on Sunday, March 10th. And all season on Talk Movie to Me, we've had you covered by featuring the films that are going for gold on the big night. Films that have been profoundly moving and impactful complex stories that have challenged us to reflect on life's biggest questions, performances that pierce through the noise and hit us right in the guts with their raw, vulnerable authenticity. This episode, we're doing a double feature of films that are profoundly something, and that challenged us in perhaps other ways. (laughs) You know, there are bumps along every road, and the two bumps this episode are J-Lo's Passion Project, This Is Me... (laughs) ellipses now and jason statham's latest the beekeeper helen take it away okay (laughs) we're all drinking we're all drinking yes (laughs) have you ever wondered what it would be like to get a glimpse into jlo's dreamscape or perhaps sit on on her therapy session absolutely or maybe you're asking yourself, I wonder if there's a Zodiac Council in space watching over JLo and playing matchmaker trying to devise the best love connection. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not wondering that? Of course you're not, because that's insane and nobody asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> Our first film is This Is Me Now, a truly confounding property that serves as a companion piece to Jennifer Lopez's ninth studio album of the same name. This 65-minute head-scratcher contains many a cameo, including Jane Fonda, Fat Joe, Post Malone, Jennifer Lewis, and kind of Ben Affleck. (laughs) This Is Me Now asks the question, who on earth is this for? (laughs) <laughs> for, it's for j-lo it's for j-lo that's for sure. <laughs> and j-lo alone um, and and edison or edison and apparently edison. i guess <laughs> um and we can blame edison for having to uh talk about this one on the podcast uh, well we'll because, be blaming you for the next one <laughs> yeah we're here to support you so why don't you start edison i feel like you liked this uh, honestly a lot of this film really worked for me what well, <laughs> wow i i I don't know that I would go as so far as to say that I like loved it. It's not going to be like effusive praise, but I'll tell you, I appreciated it. I found it creative and unabashedly ambitious and sincere and honestly kind of fearless. <laughs> sincere? Wow. sincere? Yes. I think it's sincere. It's totally absurd, but also it's an hour in length and it's this sort of like movie music video hybrid thing. It's designed for streaming. It's future forward. It's just J-Lo trying to express herself. And I'm here for it. I actually do want to sit on her Jedi astrological council. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, We are your friends. We support you. We appreciate you. Uh, We value your opinion. Um, Okay. First of all, let's give the story the plot. So there's no well, there okay. So it's like J Lo is J Lo 
and she's, she's also known as the artist. Yeah. The and she, it starts yeah. off with this story of a hummingbird and a flower, true oh my love God, or I love something. That. I really want the hummingbird, Taru, to come for me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then it's really just her, you know, the entire movie movie is her going through different relationships and not having a successful love and saying that the only thing she wanted to be when she grew up was in love. And it's interspersed with songs for her new album that do then become like a music video. But she's also having therapy sessions with her therapist, Fat Joe. And there is literally an astrological council who is um, in space talking about her and who she should be with. Um, because and the like, world does revolve around yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And it's like futuristic and yeah. really just bizarre. That's it. That's that is the what it is. Oh my god, is. is that not enough? That's amazing. Oh, it's enough. Um <laughs> I can definitely say that. Um okay. Uh how do I I don't know I'm trying to be nice. I think I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, Sinclair, that ship sailed long ago, honey. This we're on episode 198. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about the the scenes where there's acting involved, where mm. there's dialogue. Mm-hmm. This watching this made me feel like she's a hack. Stop it! No, it did. It did. Then you don't understand her. Listening to the writing and watching this, it felt like it was stuck in the 2000s. Still, I really it made me feel it made me feel bad. It actually made me feel like she's unhinged and that she's a bit of a hack with how this was written. Okay. I mean, I couldn't help but feel like it was just incredibly narcissistic. Yeah. And I really did. I really did. As I'm like, who is this for? Who wants this? JLo has been famous for literally 30 years. Mm -hmm. She has been an actual superstar, a movie star, a TV star, a music pop star, a fashion star, a business empire. She's literally mm-hmm. dominated every single element of media, everything that she possibly could. She's a woman in her 50s, is also dominated social media somehow. So how is this any different than a Taylor Swift album that's written all about her relationships or mm-hmm. an Adele album that's all about her and her journey and through motherhood or her relationships yeah, or yeah. anything else. It's just JLo expressing herself. Yeah. So two things. One, Adele is more talented. <laughs> that's, that is two, subjective. Two, Taylor Swift is more relevant in terms of her love life. If Taylor what? Swift had made this, people would be going crazy for this. That's I don't true. think anybody is concerned about Jennifer Lopez's love life the way they were when Benifer was going on. I don't think people are as interested. So Adele more talent, Taylor Swift more relevant. I disagree. I'll- but I also just think that like it's not just it's not an album, it's a movie so then it's even more creative so basically she released like a visual album that's okay. kind of cool well, like Beyonce Edison, did that. Cool. it looked bad for one the music <laughs> wow, wasn't totally good it looked bad the songs weren't good the acting was 
terrible. The dialogue was terrible. I mean, the it wasn't good. That's the, the this is the problem. It's not about Jennifer Lopez not being able to express herself. She certainly can, but this was the cringe fest of the yeah. of the year. This was cringy, and I have no idea as a woman what this is saying. Like, what mm-hmm. is this saying to us as women? This is like the the really embarrassing conversations it's that you have with your friends that the next morning you text and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I just like spewed that all on you. Like it was so personal. And they're like, girl, that's what we're here for. But instead, she like took 20 million dollars of her own money and decided to yeah. make it into a movie. Like it's just like no one needs to see this. It's not it's not introspective. It's not enlightened. It's not insightful. It's just like it's embarrassing. It's I embarrassing. found it embarrassing. This has nothing to say other than JLo going watch me watch me like there. This is not it's not this isn't here to do anything except be a platform for a narcissist that this mm-hmm. that's all this is. I absolutely fundamentally disagree with that. Interesting. I okay. also I also found that to be refreshing. I don't <laughs> the no, the fact that it wasn't trying to be prestige or auteur or trying to be whatever. It's not pretentious in any capacity. This film is a resort collection. It's not trying to be haute couture and it knows that. And JLo wanted that Oscar. She wanted the nomination for Hustlers. And instead of taking her considerable influence and capital and trying to make something super deep and profound and chase that gold statue, instead, she said, fuck that. I'm just going to do me. This is me. The two core elements of 30 years this, of no, J-Lo's this is, fame. This is me now. Has, this is me now. <laughs> has been basically romantic hustler that's it she works harder than anybody and she loves love these are the core elements of her brand of her identity of how she sees herself and why the hell can't she express that what it she says can, about womanhood yeah. i don't know i don't know that she's trying to express anything <laughs> specifically about what it means to be a woman it's not that deep she's telling her own story and you can take from it what you want to and okay, i wish well, more and people were trying to we did we did we did and it's and not that deep was was secondhand embarrassment, I think. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. Did you act, Kate Edison, though? Did you yeah, actually like this, or are you just Edison. playing, Come are on. you just playing devil's advocate? I thought this film was really fucking fun, and I actually appreciated, I, I know that you're gonna literally guffaw at this, but the, <laughs> the, like, lack of vanity? What? <laughs> the lack out- of vanity? vanity. Okay, wait. To put out something so unwieldy and experimental and literally absurd, knowing that truly a lot of people are not going to get it. It's not going to make sense. Ugh. They're going to pick it apart. And for her to say, I don't give a shit. I'm going to tell the story get? I want to. <laughs> I appreciate okay. that. Especially no. from somebody who's been so calculated about her public image for so long this is also calculated but it's in a that this is this is the problem all she does is put out crap when i was watching this i was thinking good god i wish they had just nominated her for hustlers because we wouldn't be sitting through this right now (laughs) they should have just given the oscar nomination just she deserved it she deserved it for that and i feel like this is just that she's completely unhinged now. I know no she it really won- did feel no. to me like this is what happens when somebody has too much power yeah. and money yeah and a lot of yes yes people because around them 
because nobody wanted to make this. That's why she self-funded it. Like, that's and when you know, like, ooh, all you're I can, in dangerous All I can territory. think about is what Ben Affleck said to her while she was making this and, and after. And after, can you, he would be, wow, honey, that was, that was, that was really good. He is obsessed with her and he would say, I love you for like doing you because he knows who she is as a person. I think that what's really depressing about this for me personally was at the end when she kind of does find her happy ending. It's with Ben Affleck. I know. Divorced with kids, pig dog, gambling addict, <laughs> cynical about life, jaded Ben Affleck. Like that's that's the end to this story. Like, what are we supposed to take from this? You know, when you see someone evolve, and you're like, oh my god, you're older and wiser. It's like she devolved. Like she went She's back. Fifty five. Yeah. And that's, I think, what makes this feel so embarrassing and sad is it's like you haven't evolved at all. Like you're the and same her, person. And, and the style is still in the 2000s, the early 2000s. That's what yeah. I mean where I was watching this going, feeling so awful because I was like, it feels like she's a hack mm. now. And that makes me sad. I like Jennifer Lopez, but this is... But two things, the style of the early 2000s is back again. And secondly, this is referencing, this is me then. then? It's back Which if you're 20, 20 Edison. <laughs> it's back if you're 20. Oh, so now you're age shaming her? <laughs> also, I'm sorry, visually, like, are you really going to say that this movie was shit? Like, there were some really cool things there. I the, will the whole sequence and dance sequence. I and will say I appreciated the cor- some of the choreography. The choreography I did. Which was I think cool. which would have been way better if these were just music videos just yeah. on their own without yeah. these like poorly written and acted vignettes in between. That's what I think the, the actual problem is. If she just put out some of these as music videos, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Well, mm. I definitely probably wouldn't even see them. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, it's... The problem so then is isn't the that vignettes. smart of her to then say, huh, here's an opportunity for other people to see it. Not if everyone's going to shit on it. Like we, <laughs> we do a We do a podcast. We talk about things. We watch everything. We just watch everything. And that's why we're doing this right now. I would not have watched this. If, well, then again, maybe I would have. It might be a good drunk watch, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't entertained. Exactly. I was just entertained in the way that not in the way she intended. I know, I was, but that's I was entertained is. because I was so uncomfortable. Because it doesn't feel like you're laughing with her. It doesn't, no. th- it does not feel like that at all. When you say this is sincere, I, yeah, it actually kind of is. And that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> but I don't think that that is the problem. I think that that's actually well, the Well, no, truth there's way this. more problems than just that. Like okay, the whole so thing's J-Lo, a problem. So, sorry, so JLo's a narcissist? Yeah, duh. Any, are you seriously like every single person who's been that level of fame for three decades? Of course, they're a narcissist. Edison. She's a literal empire. We are never meant to understand and know what it's like to be Jayla. We are plebeians. She is a goddess, celeb- like this whole other thing. Of then how she's a are we supposed to take this seriously as yeah. something relatable in terms of love and relationships? This is we have had to watch Jennifer Lopez. Play a down and out, f- fuddy duddy. <laughs> I find this way more relatable than made. that. The best part in this movie is when she's like, "I think I'm going to just go take the bus." 
<laughs> she's gonna go take the butt. Like she's been trying to sell this idea that she is Jenny from the block. You know, unlucky in love for decades. She's not actually exploring any of this. It's going like it. It really feels like the equivalent of like a high school girl giving you her diary and being oh. like, "This is art." It just. It's not. It's just not. It's well, not. I disagree, and okay. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was art, and I thought oh. it was a really interesting way of synthesizing the things that she's good at in a unique way. I I agree <laughs> with you in terms of she's a great dancer, and I think she actually mm-hmm. is a a really good performer this doesn't do her any favors Mm -hmm. to prove that it does not yeah it makes her look stupid it it does it's this is it makes her look like a stupid woman who only cares about having a boyfriend like unfortunately that's and it it, it, it just actually insults us as women watching it it's like this is all you have to say yeah you what you want to grow up and be in love this is this is where we've come in 2024, JLo. This is what we have to see. <laughs> no, as women. I know. There were, I have a few things to say about this in a, in a sort of positive way. There was a reference to Vanderpump Rules that I really appreciated. Paul Racy was in this, which actually made me sad for him. But um, <laughs> it was nice to see him because I haven't seen him since Sound of Metal and he got that supporting actor nomination. I thought he was incredible in that movie. And then when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to do this, but it's nice to see you. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) the third thing that made me happy was actually going on Letterboxd afterwards and reading people's reviews because they were fucking hilarious. And I highly recommend doing that if you want a good laugh. Yeah. Edison, you're on Letterboxd now. You could go write something positive there (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. I mean... I will not be liking yeah. your review <laughs> at all. Okay, well, so you heard it here. We had some divergence in the force. Mm. What on earth will our will our Jedi Astrological Council say about this? Hi, friends. I'm Angie, and I'm the host of the Honey Lemon Podcast. Join me every other week as I dive into those sweet and sour experiences that make us who we are. I have some incredible guests and some great solo chats that will go great with a hot bev and a cozy blanket. When you're not listening to Helen, Miss Sinclair, and Edison talk movies, hop on over to wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, be well, be loved. See you soon. Adam Clay is living a peaceful life as a beekeeper on a remote farm in Massachusetts. He enjoys the quiet life, tending to his bees and making honey for his kind-hearted landlady, Eloise. He minds his own beesness, one might say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I need more to drink. But life doesn't stay as sweet as honey. Eloise falls victim to a fishing scam, and within minutes, her life savings and charity money fall into the hands of a network of nefarious scammers. With more than $2 million lost, Eloise feels helpless and sadly commits suicide. In an act of vengeance, Adam Clay calls a few friends and colleagues from his past. See, Adam Clay isn't your ordinary beekeeper. He's a former member of the beekeepers, a secret (laughs) group of killing machines who aren't afraid to kick the hornet's nest. 
And Adam Clay won't hesitate to use his stinger. He locates the building in which the scammers conduct their crimes and, well, let's just say he uses fire to smoke out the hornets. After he burns that motherfucker down, he has more than a few people after him because these scammers are only the worker bees of an even bigger nest. Adam Clay is going after the queen bee because at some point you have to ask yourself whether you work for the law or you work for justice. In Adam Clay, he works for justice. Yeah. Directed by David Ayer and starring Jason Statham, the beekeeper asks, to be or not to be? That is the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there were nearly as many bee uh, analogies yeah. in that. That as... one was actually in it, to be or not to be. Yes. And that was I in it. Cackled. Of course it was. There were none that weren't. Yeah. No. Every single one that Alarming. could be thought of. Yeah. Is in yes. Wow. Um, I think to <clears throat> not to be is the answer. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, or have what? someone to be for you, you know? I'd yeah. like what Jason Statham to film? do that. You know, this movie is interesting. I hated it for the first half. And then by the second half, I was like, you know what? This is kind of wild, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of into it. Mm-hmm. It won mm-hmm. me a little bit. I have to be honest. Like, no, by no means is this a good movie, but I think it knows it's not a good movie. Yes, and I like the Jennifer Lopez movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have <laughs> issues with it, of course, but but by the end, I was kind of like, you know what? That was a wild ride that I'm okay that I was on. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was I had a similar trajectory I actually went into this movie really ready for it oh, okay we've all known people who have been mm-hmm. screwed over by these scams mm-hmm. right. I actually was really like fully ready I wanted to love this I wanted to revel in the utter destruction of these fuckers I wanted mm-hmm. that I was here for it and actually the first like 25 minutes of this that that felt like its own kind of movie when mm-hmm. he you know gets the the major revenge moment yeah and i was like yes and then it, it like continued on and i was like this is absolute garbage but then yeah <laughs> by the by the end it turned into like a, a almost like sharknado like i enjoyed it mm-hmm. in the same yeah. way that i enjoyed sharknado like this is absolute garbage yeah but it's so uh, outrageous that I can in I can find the joy in in that. But it knows that it's sh- like you like to think that your shit don't stink. It knows it's shit stinks, and it <laughs> is, and that makes it, it does. worse. It yeah. really does. It yeah. knows that the garbage stinks deeply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I can see why people like this and will f- feel some sort of cathartic moments i did not feel cathartic moments with this but go on sorry i think that there definitely should have been more but i mean this is something that we are dealing with right now this is is very timely and you know we love revenge films because it Mm -hmm. helps us 
work through feelings of like being helpless. I think that's kind of the power of these movies. That's why revenge movies do so well. There mm-hmm. feels like there isn't any justice, especially with scamming right now mm-hmm. and the elderly being affected. And the sad truth is, is that they actually don't get any help from anybody. Yeah, no, they yeah. they truly don't. There isn't any yeah. justice for it at no. all. The banks don't do mm-hmm. anything. Nobody can do anything about it. And I think that you want to see Jason Statham kick the shit mm-hmm. out of these people. Like it's the yes. same reason you like to watch, you know, YouTube videos of hackers hacking hackers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you like to see. Them but I will. I will say for the record, you are the only one of the three of us who's ever watched that. On I actually haven't watched that, but videos exist where hackers will basically hack the scammers. Mm-hmm. They'll answer the phone yeah, and we'll they'll go. I, yeah, yeah. I I think though, what's interesting with that concept, like yes, it's um, relevant, and you you would like there to be revenge for that, but I think what didn't work in that context for me in this movie is that as far as I know and all of the like things that I've listened to about these phone scams those don't it's not like a conglomerate in the United States of like bros I know like it's it's in other countries like this is not happening Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't happen like this like there's a whole other like political and social story to the people that get roped into doing this yeah as well it's mm-hmm. not just a bunch of like greedy douchebags. Yeah. Yes, and so yeah. seeing, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's not what this, that's not how this happens. Yeah. But uh, this movie's not trying to be realistic. But the no. truth is, I don't know. I think like there, it depends on the scam, is the truth. Look at that guy from Ontario, the young kid who was making literally millions of dollars. He was in his 20s, but doing these exact types of scams. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. exactly, I swear that's who some of these characters were modeled after. Mm. So it does exist for a specific type of scam. It might not be the like social security ones or whatever, but it's like this type of one that's a little bit more crypto and a little bit more get you involved in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, yeah, the person in my life who I know who was scammed in this capacity was like roped along through a really, really elaborate process. A long con that involved like facial recognition software and all of this stuff. It was a very elaborate. It wasn't just some call center in Nigeria Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, suss this out. That is a huge chunk. Right, right. That's fair. Okay. Well, I think that this just happens really fast at the beginning. And, you know, he seeks revenge and then suddenly the movie is over there and it has to go into a bigger Mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like it has to keep going. Okay, yeah. so one thing I did find hilarious, though, is like... What... Where does it go after that, right? Like, like the engine is near the beginning, right? That it was going to go to where it went. Where the the president? Like the... Yeah, it like suddenly, it has to get bigger and bigger and bigger and have this like political agenda and all this stuff. But can we just like talk about the beginning really yeah. quickly? Because we don't actually get to see like how Jason Statham becomes... A beekeeper on this Not the like soldier beekeeper, but like an actual beekeeper. But on this woman's farm. And then after this happens and the daughter comes in and she's like, who are you? It's like, why wouldn't the daughter, who's a cop, 
know about this strange, huge Fair. CIA man, CIA like man that's a beekeeper on her mom's property. Like she's like, not who only are you? Not only is she a cop, she works for the FBI. She works for the FBI. <laughs> also, you're gonna walk in and see that your mother just killed herself, I know. and not a a shred of emotion. I like know. I'm sorry, but the daughter is a psychopath, and like <laughs> Emmy River Lantman plays the cop, Agent Verona. She's she's from Umbrella Academy. She screened yeah. that show, but that was like the most terrible. I I was just like, could we have a a moment for this innocent older lady who just shot herself no, that no time immediately got, it, got to move also, on why would she kill herself so quickly like this old lady has a gun it was just i had a lot of questions <clears throat> the, this yeah. is what i'll say about the beginning of this movie you know that that quote the shortest distance between two points is a straight line right that is this beginning of this movie yeah it goes so beat to beat to yeah. beat to beat they waste no fucking time they no. get to the end of the movie about 20 minutes in and then they have to make <laughs> another movie <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing is like normally when he gets to the building of the company that's doing this and he, you know, burns it to the ground, the ground, that should be the ending. Really, we're used to that kind of being the end point. But there's there's also a line where Jason Statham is saying to the the woman's daughter, he goes, stealing from an elderly person is like stealing from a child. In some ways, it's worse. When someone hurts a child, there are people who care. Parents step in. When someone hurts an older person, they're often less left to face the hornets alone. Like, he's saying this to her daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who works with the FBI. Who works it's with like, the, like, He's literally shaming her. Like, at like, that you point, like, you think mother. she would be like, um, hello, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, I let this happen. <laughs> like, well, children have people who care about them. Yeah. <laughs> like, unlike wow. your mother unlike unlike you not caring for your mother at all yeah. one of you sent a text message in our group when you were watching this that said this was definitely written by ai yeah. And yeah. i died because it, like if ever if yeah. ever there were a script of a film that i watched in the last year or so that i was like oh definitely i wrote this it's yes yeah. Yeah, it did feel like an AI script. I cannot get over how blatantly this film has to explain the bee metaphor. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it does is not explained waste over and over and over again. 3,000 yeah. times. They had to just spell it out. I know. B E E. Yeah. <laughs> over and over. Constantly. Honestly. To the point where at the end of the movie, when he breaks up, breaks the window and jumps out, I was like, "Can he turn into a bee and fly away?" That's yeah, that'd be the best ending. No, but he, but the very last shot was literally a bee zooming across the screen, though. I yeah, know, but yeah, I yeah. wanted him to he, become a bee. He went oh. full bee. We wanted him to go full bee. <laughs> yeah, have. full bee. He was an underwater bee. <laughs> oh my god. What? Uh, how, what did we think of uh, Mr. Satham in this movie? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> best part do you know what's so funny he is an example of an actor who i like him in the i like him as an action star i don't understand the appeal i don't know why he's attractive he's how is he married to rosie huntington whiteley like i don't get it i, I get, get it. it i i get it he Tell jason me. statham's cool and he he has a very 
He has a great energy. He has a great accent. He actually does look like he could kick people's asses. I do believe that, yes. Mm-hmm. He's I a bit like cardboard to me. Yeah, but he most what? action stars He's are. a bit wooden, like a bit like but, a cardboard cutout. That's yeah. the action star. Like, if you yeah. watch John claude Van Damme, you're like, ha- yeah, but that ass. Just, yeah, he has the ass, but like he doesn't have a lot of charisma. Yeah, you know. Who needs it? There's one point where Jason Statham, <laughs> the one guy goes to him, "I'm going to count to three and he goes, one, two, three. There, I did it for you." I know. <laughs> so good. I actually really enjoyed Josh Hutcherson in this movie doing his best Kieran Culkin in Succession. <gasps> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It. I actually thought it was genuinely a good performance yeah the way that he just kept saying how am i in any way responsible for any of this yeah (laughs) yeah like he i i don't know i can't think of a single character in a film i've seen last year that i wanted to just smack the shit out of more than him Mm -hmm. just a petulant child petulant rich boy yeah but he was actually good i I, yeah i I genuinely enjoyed watching that's true yeah Okay, so what so what do we think at the end of it all? Is this film the bee's knees? Honestly, <laughs> I would I wouldn't not watch this again. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't sit down and watch it, but I would put it on in the background and laugh at certain moments. I even I even told my dad that this film was too stupid to watch, mm-hmm. and this should be right up his alley. I would not. This was not the bee's knees for me. It was fun in a way, but only once I accepted the absurdity of it all. I guess, and it yeah. could be fun. Yeah, maybe, but I think I'd have to be like really in the right mood or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a one, one and done for me. I had, I had a good time. I, I'm probably, I probably won't think about this again. I feel like if I had watched this in the early two thousands, I would have been like, "Yes, this is awesome." Right. But in like but, a post John Wick world, like this is an I SNL know. sketch of John Wick. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did see a funny Letterboxd review of this as well, saying, like, this feels like a movie, a fake movie that would be playing in another movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I was like, yeah, but that's perfect. But most of his movies oh do feel like that. Yeah. For sure. We also forgot to say Mini Driver looks amazing in oh, the brief yeah. moment she looked is amazing. in this movie. What a yeah. strange role. Strange role. Ha- strange, yeah. strange role. But she looked great. She had two lines. <laughs> and, I know, Jeremy it was weird. and Jeremy what's, Irons. And Jeremy Irons. What? Jeremy Irons. Why? I know. Yeah. Can't, it's just so fun and paycheck. I Can't guess. Say no. But like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, next week's episode is going to be our annual Oscar special. So we will be following up this slumpuary episode with uh, the best of the best, the creme de la creme, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been another episode of Talk Movie to Me. If you would like to get in touch with us, our email is talkmovietome at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at talkmovietome. Um, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And season seven episodes are on YouTube at Talk Movie to Me Podcast. I'm Hal. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Medicine. Thanks. Ugh. <laughs>